welcome to the Be Your Own Health Hero podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martinez. This show is for everyone who wants to better navigate their health and wellness journey. You'll get tips, resources, advice, and maybe a funny story or two. So put on your capes and hold on to your hats, because we're going to talk about it. is a health coach. Starting in the early 1990s, health coaching has become one of the fastest growing professions in the realm of wellness. Similar to a life coach, people tend to hire health coaches to help them with a broad variety of issues. Some of those issues include weight loss, stress reduction, the management of chronic conditions, and improving diet and exercise. But the question is, do you need one in your life? If the answer is yes, how do you find the right one to fit your needs? Here to break it all down for us is someone who is a holistic nutrition health coach herself. Sam Jenny is a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach, alumni, and Creative Administrative Assistant at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She is also the host of Hooked on Health. In her private practice, Sam works with women on the verge of burnout who are looking to rewrite their story and conquer their wellness obstacles to live a fulfilling and healthy life. Please welcome our hero health coach. I bet you can't say that three times fast. The one and only Sam Jenny. Hi, lady. How you doing? Hi. Thank you for having me on. This is so exciting. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I'm super psyched. So I want to welcome you to the show. And even though I did your whole bio and, and introduced you, I want you to tell us how you became a health coach and what brought you on this path in your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started my training back at IIN in 2020. It was after all the shutdowns. So I had all the time in the world to focus on myself and my health and where I wanted to take it. So after taking the course or even during taking the course, I was learning what really worked for me. Um, and in that time, I you know, was trying a plethora of different things and along the way lost 70 pounds, which was not the goal, but it definitely was a part of the results. I mean, that, I that deserves a cheer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. And I just loved it so much that I felt inspired to become a coach myself and help other people, you know, live their happiest, happiest and healthiest lives. Because I think everyone really deserves that as like a base, you know, everyone deserves to live a happy life. Of course, we all want and strive for that. Although I think health coaches helped people to really find what that is, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people come to health coaches kind of not knowing what you do and, and how you can help them. And I'm sure you've never heard this question before. What is a health coach? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's okay. I answer this all the time. Um, So as a health coach, it's similar, you know, to a guide. It's someone that, unlike a nutrition or a dietitian, they're they're more there to tell you what to eat. Uh, a nutrition health coach is going to really walk you along your path, and it's going to find what works for you. And it's gonna they're also going to find the motivation within you. They're going to help rile you up and get that fire burning. I'm sure you talked about it before, the motivation and having it come from within, right? So having these choices be things that really excite you. 
that you want to make these choices. It's not that, you know, a doctor's telling you, you need to do it. It's what do you want to do to live your happiest life? And it's so empowering. I've seen so many big changes from my clients. So it's really great that you're getting the word out of what we are and what we do, because it's going to change so many lives. I got to, I got to spread the word because, you know, my family knows I'm this like health nut, according to them. So I know that (laughs) people need to hear it, not just from me. Like they need to know there are experts Mm -hmm. out there. And I'm only echoing the stuff that and the sentiments that I'm getting from people like you in the business who really know and, and intrinsically are involved with the day to day of helping people find their why. And that, mm-hmm. that was something that, you know, that's something that I, I kind of talk about throughout my podcast is helping people find their why, because mm-hmm. without that, they're not motivated. They don't have that gumption, you know, and sometimes the why does have to come from a, a position to say, hey, you know what? You might be in a place where you need to make serious changes in your life. So having a health coach would not only help guide you, but be your cheerleader in that mm-hmm. sense, right? So I love I love health coaches. I know quite a few of them, you know, personal plug. I used to work at IIN too. So <laughs> I've met quite a few amazing health coaches. Um, and the people are going to say, this chick has worked everywhere because on my podcast, I talk about that all the time. All my different jobs. I'm a Headley. I have a million. So- <laughs> Um, what do you think, why do you think health coaching should be or is a pertinent part of someone's healthcare team? Mm, That's a great question. So walking through a scenario, let's say you go to your primary care doctor and, you know, you get your blood work done and you're just a typical American. You don't know how to, or a typical anyone, right? You don't know how to read all the scientific stuff that you get back on that, on the blood work. Um, A health coach is really someone that has the time to sit down with you. Um, We can't diagnose you with anything, but we can help you understand your results. We can help you understand any kind of like diagnosis that a doctor would give you. We have the same fundamental background as a nutritionist and a dietitian. It's just without saying, you know, we, we can't diagnose you necessarily, but we can help walk you through and help you understand the material that the doctors have given you. So it's a huge part of your, you know, your health uh, team is really under, getting you to understand what's going on with your body because the doctor, I'm sure, I mean, I've heard stories and I know I've been to doctor's offices where you're sitting in that waiting room a long time and that doctor is ping ponging back and forth in and out of different rooms. They, you know, and everyone's getting annoyed in the waiting room, just trying to get in there and get out. So the doctor doesn't necessarily have the time, unfortunately, to sit down with you and explain what's going on. So bring in your health coach and they'll help you understand that stuff and then put action to it as well. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's one of the things I had an interview with a doctor friend of mine who basically her point was to take notes when you go to the doctor. So Mm -hmm. I think that in following in that line of writing, keeping a journal for all the doctors you see and writing down the things that they say or bringing your paperwork to your health coach helps you channel that bridge, or I should say bridge that gap between Mm -hmm. not being a professional in the science world and having someone that can say, oh, this is what this means in case you have a doctor that actually didn't have the time to sit down and explain everything to you. Mm-hmm. So, slowing it down and, and giving people that peace of mind, I think is really, really important. So let's, Absolutely. let's talk about some of your uh, health coaching challenges. What are your challenges and what are the highlights that you've seen with, with your uh, clients? 
I stuck, I stuck on the word for there for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> so who do you see? Like what kind of clientele do you have? And what are some of your challenges and highlights that you have seen with them? Do you want me to talk about like personally being a health coach and how this has affected my life? Or do you want me to talk about like my clients and their challenges? Oh, I am Barbara Walters. Spill everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So personally being a health coach has been a uh, very interesting because I feel like as soon as someone really grasp what I'm doing with what, what I like to focus on. I mean, I really truly live this life, you know, as a health coach and I try to keep myself in check and, and live the coaching lifestyle. But I think people start to, in my life, family members and friends start to think, you know, I'm judging them. Like, like I've had, I've not that I tried to catch anyone, but I looked over and caught air quotes, caught my dad mid chip. He was, he was putting some chip and dip into his face and he just froze. <laughs> he froze and he looked at me like a deer in headlights. And I was like, I'm not judging you. Enjoy your chip. Right. I, like, I'm not here to judge. Like I, I'm here to help and guide people and specifically my clients. It's not something I'm going day to day saying, mm -mm -mm, dad, right. no chips for you. Or I'm saying like, Oh, like what a guy, like, you know, I'm not judging him in the background, but people then they tend to think that of me. And Joe, I know you've had like similar situations in your life. <laughs> it's true because you know, when people see your example, the life that you live, which mm -hmm. I know coaches intrinsically live a demonstrative lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with us fitness instructors. We try to be that, we try to lead by example and they look at us and automatically think that we're judging them. And it's like, I like a cheeseburger too, bro. I'm not mad at you. Go ahead and live your life. <laughs> Enjoy your food. Food is love to me. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's, I'm not going to sit there and, and like count your calories for you. But people tend to think, right. they get that in their mind. But that is also... A, a testimony to how well you're living your life in the face of others and the challenges mm -hmm. that others are experiencing. So when mm -hmm. you to your clients, how does that translate? How does that work with them? I think it's so funny too. I do want to bring it back a little bit to where you said food is love. Like I know looking at me, you'd never know, but my maternal side was hundred percent Italian, like off the boat Sicilian, right? So we know how to eat. You know, we know that food is love yep. and that's something that as I've even, you know, dug through some personal stuff, I really, really resonate with that. And something I find that comes up with my clients is they always want to make food the bad guy. It's always that, oh, well, I'm fat because this food or they say, they say very intensely negative things to themselves. And then their relationship with food is just like awful. And I don't know if it's something, obviously it was taught, right? And But was it taught by a family member? Was it something that they associated, you know, maybe their parents or, or mother, whoever, talked to themselves poorly about the food that they were consuming? Mm -hmm. Or is it, was it society that taught them oh, yeah. that food is the bad guy? And so I really try to, to let my clients know, you know, there is no good or bad food. It's more of what's going to make you feel at your best and then finding foods that make people really shine and, and feel good. And if you feel like having that cheeseburger one day because that was your thing growing up, that reminds you, you know, of being with your family who, you know, might not be living all in the same places anymore or whatever reason they're not able to be together, but you still hold on to that memory and it's connected to that cheeseburger, then 
feed your soul. I always say that's like a soul feed, you know, and, and sure you're air quotes again, like breaking your diet, but you're still like finding joy within that. So that is valuable. That's true. A lot of people don't honor that because they tend mm-hmm. to treat themselves with the food that they eat because they know they love that food, but they know that, that that food in particular or the quantity of it that they want to have isn't necessarily good for their health. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can totally understand because as a Caribbean, rice is life. Like we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we never had a carb we never we didn't love, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that you honestly get into the habit of this is what family and, and dinner and closeness is supposed to be like. But mm-hmm. you recognize sometimes people have gluten allergies. Sometimes people can't eat certain things and you feel like you're betraying your heritage. You're betraying that family mm-hmm. love and it all turns around. But we also have those bad societal images. Now, are the generations before us had, you know, TV and magazines. We now are inundated with social media where it mm-hmm. comes right into the palm of your hand from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. So how do you deal with combating the negative social media images that tend to give your clients negativity into their entire like health and wellness scheme? How do you work with that? Yeah, I mean, it's really something that I'm even working on. It's it's limiting that social media view and then really truly and and a coach can help you with this is diving deep into you and finding the root cause of those connections and trying to break it apart. So there is a bit of psychology within this too. I mean, of course, we are not psychologists. I recommend that being part of your health and wellness team. So then you can even learn more there and bring it back to your health coach and really, and really move forward with the information and the knowledge and be empowered from that position. So then when you do go back onto social media and you see those things, you understand now what's going on for you and how you're intaking that information and then what you do with that information. Right. How do you take that and switch it and make it a a positive from a negative? So or I, even sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just gotta laugh at it, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I, I completely understand. I, I have to laugh sometimes, you know, as a woman of a certain age. Uh, a lot of my circle talk about plastic surgery and getting older mm. and, and nipping and tucking and fixing things. And I'm just like, nah, um, <laughs> I kind of was born mm. with the BBLs that everybody's trying to go and die for these days. Like, I kind of look at something like, and I'm like, why? To me, some of those women look abnormal. They look clown-like, you know, or you look at someone who, you know, was beautiful. And then they mess themselves up with plastic surgery. So you're just like, you know what? I have to like cut that off and say, nah, that's, that's not for me. I'm yeah. I can't afford it anyway. I mean, who's going to be throwing away? I'm not, I'm, I'm a diva on a dime. I like to save my pennies. So yeah, I- with, with that kind of social media, it definitely is a lot of self-love. It's like finding the things that you love about yourself and highlighting those, you know, and understanding that we're all human. Absolutely. You know, we are all human and we have to meet ourselves there. It's it's the advertising portion of it that gets me because they are doing that on purpose. Like oh. they know what they're doing. And that's the part that I laugh at because, you know, something recently was saying like milk is better than water. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, it was a big billboard. A bi- someone paid for a big billboard saying milk is better than water because it was obviously they were trying to sell milk. I don't know. And milk is not 
bad for you, but it, I mean, water is like water's water, you know? Yeah, water you can't make right. You can't make milk the new water. So you, know, you, I laugh at stuff like that, or like things that have like you know, stupidly skinny girls that you can tell are super photoshopped, and it's like you just okay, next, you know? <laughs> Thank you, next, Ariana Grande. I said it right. <laughs> My favorite new song, Thanks, Jack, is Victoria. I know Victoria's Secret. That is mm-hmm. a jam. I I blast that in my car twenty four seven because yes, true. Like if you guys out there, if you haven't heard it, Jax J A X, go find Victoria's Secret. I'm sure you probably heard it and didn't pay attention, but listen to the words <laughs> of the song because she absolutely is saying everything. Those of us out here at a certain age are like, I wish I would have told myself when I was younger that mm-hmm. your thighs meant normal human thighs. Like yes. We all have cellulite. We all are not these Photoshopped beings that are running around. And I, that's the other thing that bugs me about social media and why I do this podcast, because there are so many people who are out selling snake oil. There are mm-hmm. things out there like in 15 minutes a day, you can look just like me. No, you can't. Right. <laughs> no, right. you're not. Like, take this, take this one fat pill and... Mm-hmm. and you know, only drink soups and don't eat. The moment you chew something, you're gaining weight. Like, stop it. Stop it. I'm, I'm praying that we get to a point where we are moving beyond the scale. And I have a lot of work to do on myself, honestly. We are all our own world self-critics. But I want us to get, hopefully with the help of health coaches and people like you, we get past that scale and we, we find a more whole, healthy lifestyle to live. Because it's, it's crazy out here. So here's another question. What would you advise? Like, let's say if someone came to you and said, okay, don't, I don't have a health coach or I don't know what a health coach is. What would you, your elevator pitch to tell people why they need one? So one of my favorite things is to ask a question back. Hmm. You know, what's something that you've always wanted to work on in your life that you've never had the time or the energy to to really go after? Hmm. You know, uh, how would it help to have someone on your team that's holding you accountable to get those jobs done? Okay. You know, what would it look like when you actually do it? How will it feel when you accomplish that? That's dope. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> what would you say to someone who wants to be a health coach? Like, how would you tell them to, you know, go about it? Oh, my gosh. Would you, advise, would you advise them to? Would you advise against it? Like, give me the nitty gritty. Sure. Um, gosh, when you asked that question, though, I just reflected back to, like, me when I first started, like, before taking the course. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was in such a dark place. But um I told myself, I was like, if I, if I don't make nutrition and healthy living my lifestyle, I just, I was like, I, I'm never going to find time for it. Right. I would just, I would just become part of the rat race, I guess, of, of life. Right. So for someone who is thinking about being a health coach, first off, I would say just take a course. Um, you know, you don't need to bite off more than you can chew. You really want to take everything, baby steps, make sure you're really enjoying the material and then try it out. You know, once you get the proper training to do so, try it out. And, um, I mean, being an entrepreneur is difficult. Um, there's a lot of different hats you have to wear. Um, 
and you have to, I don't think anyone hides it either about how hard it is. You know, you got to just juggle a lot, but at the end of the day, we are there making behavior changes or our clients truly are making behavior changes. Um, and it is so fulfilling when someone turns around and says, thank you, like from the bottom of their heart, thank you for getting me on the right track. And I, I always tell them, I'm like, no, like you really did the work, you know, it's all you, like you should go celebrate, like totally. Like, and, and, but, but I turn around and I go, okay, well, I know I held the space for them. I held them accountable. Like I helped facilitate their change yeah. and it is the most fulfilling thing in the world. It's that proud mom um, moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about your show Hooked on Health. What is that? What? Yeah. Let's, you know, give me the nitty gritty on your whole. <laughs> so Hooked on Health has been a really fun passion project for me. Um, it has nine episodes and is airing, um, on cable TV, uh, out in East Hampton. It's East Hampton and South Hampton right now. It can also be aired online. Um, it's all about just holistic wellness and ways that you can start taking your first steps. And again, baby, baby steps with all of it, but it really overviews how holistic wellness needs to be, in my opinion. I think that it really is holistic because if you're trying to eat healthy, and let's just use losing weight again, because that's a very common thing that I hear from a lot of people. They want to lose weight, especially after the holidays, right? Uh So you're eating your salads, you're eating your salads, you're eating your boring salad day after day after day. And you're not losing any weight. You don't know what's going on. And you're, but let's not talk about, you know, you're really stressed at your job and your cortisol levels are spiked. And so that's going to prevent you from losing weight, you know? So, so just as a mini example, I could take it on a tangent and go all the way around and say, these are all the things, right. Um, That would, would contribute to you not losing weight. So it's really an eye opener for people who aren't aware of how holistic, health can be um to just take a look into this world and say and and hopefully spark some curiosity and say oh yeah like you know i talk about feng shui i talk about joy i talk about relationships um and each episode really i have a guest speaker and we you know end every episode with some action steps and i have a workbook online so people can really start to take action yeah um oh that's Mm -hmm. cool Mm-hmm. I, and I just hope for I just hope for it to spark someone's curiosity so then they can start because it's the first step to behavior change is becoming aware of it. Yep. There. And so that's all that that's all I hope to accomplish with that show. But it has been so fulfilling to meet so many other wellness people and even people who, like I said, the feng shui um, practitioner who I spoke to was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun to interview. And I learned so much from it that uh even I'm like, okay, now I got to like do more of this in my life. I need to add more, you know, there's just so much out there to learn that to bring it to people in a condensed way was so fulfilling. So, and I'm sure you feel similarly with the podcast. It's so cool, right? Yeah. I I think I learned something from every podcast that I do. It's like, Oh, I didn't know that. Like writing notes, like Mm -hmm. in my own life, like I'm not just Mm -hmm. helping others. I start here and help myself first. Yes. I'm the kind of person that buys a Christmas gift and buys one for me and one for me. So that's how I feel like the podcast is. So how long is the show usually like a 30 minute? Is it an hour? 
Um, it's about 20 minutes each each episode. Um, yeah, and there's nine episodes. So we finished, we wrapped season one. Um, and that's all out. And you guys can check that out on my website, too. So it's uh, samjenny.com. Yeah, and it's all on there, including the workbook, which is pretty cool. And there's a quiz. Oh, I made a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this goes back to our IIN days where we were like, let's <laughs> in the team chat today and figure out what we're doing with this. So that's definitely very an IIN thing. So I'm definitely going to drop oh, yeah. your, I'm going to drop your link in the podcast note in the description. So anybody who wants to check out Sam Jenny, I will definitely have something there for you, for you to see and link to her show and to her workbook. I'm about to take this quiz now, y'all. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do some Thank fun you. Questions. You're welcome. Let's do some fun questions. What mm-hmm. are some of your favorite fitness practices? Because I know in your journey, right, you dropped 70 yes. pounds, ladies and gentlemen. She dropped 70. Mm-hmm. Jenny's gorgeous, by the way. Um, oh my God, stop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're a headshot, but she's beautiful. Um, and she and I did an event together. We did a DECA fitness event, which is run by the people who create Spartan races. So instead of doing a Spartan race, because she and I are too cute to do mud, we went to a gym <laughs> and did a 10 uh, obstacle or 10 station course in a gym together. And we actually like trained for this. We worked out together virtually. We we had notes. We had meetings. We we were scared at the same time. We walked into this place like, what did we walk ourselves into? <laughs> we both love fitness and we both love them weights. So what are some of your favorite fitness practices to take part of? Mm. Yeah, we crushed that though. We were so, we were like so scared, but we did it. I was so proud of us. I, I honestly think I, I like want to do another one, but I'm also like, okay, that's going to be, I need to commit some time to that. <laughs> right. Cause we were like, we got three, what we had two months, I think we had like yeah. weeks before we started. Yeah. We were like, ah, eight weeks is enough. We got there. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's, it's a problem when you see the big, strong guys, like, having a problem. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> sweat. Like, no lie. We walked to this place, and this one young guy must have been, like, 25. Dude looks like he's an athlete among athletes. He walked out. He was, like, he had missing one shoe. Like, <laughs> he looked like he'd been through a war. His <laughs> knee pads were, like, his knee braces were all off. His shirt was askew. This dude looked like he went through it. And and Sam and I looked at each other like, we have to do that? Like, this <laughs> is dying? What? And I'm an old lady. I'm like, wait a minute. My husband was behind me like, just go. You're fine. Just get in there. Just go. <laughs> Both parents um, came to cheer us on. It was so cool. But we all were more nervous than our cheerleaders because they were like, ah, y'all got this. And she and I looked at each other like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, looking back, of course, during it, you're like, dear God, please look over me. Yeah, I was like, I was picking my spot on the sidewalk to die afterwards. <laughs> I was like, Joe, just roll me out. Just roll yeah, me out. That's important. That's important. <laughs> so I know um, you love to do yeah. What do you like to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I'm doing now, um, I'm really enjoying hit classes. So I've been doing that and I've been balancing it with some hot yoga. Um Ooh. I was gonna say regular yoga, but just no hot yoga. I've I feel a little sick, but I enjoy it. Like not like physically sick, like mentally. There, I'm like, why do I like going in a hot hundred degree, very sweaty room? Decrum so I can is like what difficult. 
I mean, I'm not good at yoga to begin with, but then when you go into the mm-hmm. room and 10 minutes in, you are so sweaty that you cannot hold your hands together. You know, everything yes. and slides. So I'm like, I have a cousin who owns a yoga mm-hmm. studio. I'm just like, how do you do this? I don't get it. <laughs> I bow to you for doing hot yoga. Thank you. I <laughs> yoga wheels. So I've just been enjoying stretching my back. Mm-hmm. I'm, steps. I'm just like, wee, I'm going to stretch my back out. <laughs> hey, it's functional and fun. Love that. <laughs> I know you said you wanted to get maybe into some bodybuilding. Have, have, yeah. have you thought more about doing that? <laughs> um, It's on my vision board, but I haven't uh taken real steps yet. Okay. Um, I know I've definitely been like eyeing my weights at the hit gym because we do like a strength, you know, we do lift there. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing insane, but I definitely like, I, I love seeing like the definition in my arms and I, I want to like take it myself more seriously, I think is really where I'm like, I want to bodybuild. Like, I don't think I do anything like extreme, but I'm definitely curious and very interested in how far, how far I can, uh, one up myself, I guess from last year. Right. That's where I'm, I'm always trying to just like challenge myself. It's you against you. Right. So it's always yes. that measuring stick of where was I last year at this time and how can I be better? That's why crazy mm. people like me tend to do the same race <laughs> every year because we want to see what that ticket says at the end. Like you finished it mm. this time. Mm-hmm. Like that's the PR. That's the personal best, right? That's that's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. level like of competition. I'm a nut job, folks. Don't be me. Um, <laughs> I definitely understand you want to be, once you start to see the changes in yourself, when you start to get healthier, you definitely want to keep that measuring going because it doesn't matter who else is out there. It doesn't matter who else is around. It's like, it's just me versus me. Yes. Yeah, you got to get up and look in the mirror and, and love yourself, right? So you got to love mm-hmm. the change mm-hmm. that you see and love. You know what? I'm that chick. I'm that badass that just did this. And I did it this time last year and it was 10 minutes slower. So congratulations to me. I, I like that. Don't Definitely. I mean, I'm going to put you in touch with some people. So if you want to continue. Oh, yes, please. I was, <laughs> oh my God. I was going to say, are we going to do that race again next year so we can compare? But you, you need to do the men's weight again that one time. Uh, they they accidentally gave Joe the men's weight oh and and she was like killing it. You got in there. You're like, oh, this is all right. This is hard. But like you did, I mean, did, they never changed it, right? Or maybe they did halfway through. At the very end. Yeah. They were like, oh, well. The- All right. We got to keep it consistent next year. So <laughs> it's like I for it because my husband, you know, like I'll, I'll try to get groceries out of the truck. If I, if I go to mm-hmm. or something and I ask my husband for help, he's like, nah, you're DECA strong. You could do this. I'm like, damn it. Oh my God. <laughs> I pay for it. You can't let him know. You can't let him know. That's he's it. Sad. I know. So okay, here's, another, here's another fun question. Do you have a particular mm-hmm. mantra or favorite phrase that helps you get through difficult things? Ooh. Um, when I was working out last year, my intention was always to get stronger. So I think it was always like, I am strong. Like I already am strong, whether it be emotionally, mentally, physically, I already am and then would continue, you know, pushing at the gym and, you know, working and building it up. But that was, I think, my favorite one because I was, I went, it took me through a lot of difficult times. That's- Last year was rough with, yeah. So I am strong. That's dope. 
already. It's I can mm-hmm. do hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because when you get in a workout and you're everything's burning and you're like, why am I here? <laughs> and you you know like you're like mm-hmm. you get on a treadmill for five minutes and be like, why did I decide to do? I can do hard things. And that translates into a lot of life for me. When life gets difficult and I can do hard things. So I like that. I like the I am. And and someone else I spoke to has that I am mantra as well. So I I resonate Mm -hmm. with that one. That one's cool. All right. One more. What's the best (laughs) health advice you've ever received? Oh, that I've ever received. Mm -hmm. I think the best one was that uh, the bio-individuality, honestly, okay. it was that everyone is different because I came, I grew up with the mentality, you know, the very like cookie cutter commercial mentality that, you know, everyone needs to be the skinny girl. Otherwise you're not wanted or like, right. It was all that, all that crap. Right. And it was always like, well, Jenny Craig or, or whatever kind of probably shouldn't have said that place, but <laughs> the place that shut. <laughs> right. But, but to a company, right. That will put you in a box and will say every single person is going to lose weight with this box that I give you or this pill that I give you. Like that was a mentality that I kind of was bestowed or whatever saw a lot growing up. So knowing that what works for me might not work for the next person or what works for the next person won't work for me was so huge because then I was able to really start to connect with myself Mm. and say, what do I need? And like, what works for me? And then also believing in myself and my intuition, because that was huge for me. Like when I found out that I was gluten sensitive, Mm. that was a game changer for me. Um, And I did that just by saying, like, you know, I heard about the different inflammatory triggers and I was like, let me cut a few of them out and then reintroduce them back in slowly and see which one gets triggered. And gluten did it for me. And coming from an Italian family where pasta, you know, is huge, is is like, you know, almost every other night thing, I've really had to adjust and say, okay, well, you know, my family is so comfortable eating pasta and, and you know, I, I won't comment on that because it's genetic and I think I've figured out where it's come from. But, <laughs> you know, for, my, for myself, I know that I feel most comfortable not having it. So knowing that, you know, if they can have gluten, but it doesn't work for me, that I feel more comfortable and feeling confident knowing, you know, it, it's not me asking, it's not me saying like, what's wrong with me? Because then you start to say, I'm not like them. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, I am my own person, right. what works for me. Oh, that's great. That's a great take. It's not what's wrong with me. It's what's what's works for me. I love that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. people take the, the, the latter. They take the first one and they go, yeah, something's wrong with me if I don't look like what everyone is saying I'm supposed to look like. As a mm-hmm. five foot tall individual, everybody says I'm supposed to be 98 pounds. I <laughs> <laughs> My DNA don't work that way. These muscles mm-hmm. and, and all of that, these genetics are not going to tolerate 98 pounds. So mm-hmm. I think I've always had that outlook of something's wrong with how I am instead of saying this works for me. I love that. Mm-hmm. That is a fantastic mm-hmm. t- I, I'm going to put that up <laughs> somewhere in my house because that's a great quote. I love it. Just off the cuff. I know. And I, I got to put it on my walls now. <laughs> oh, Y'all need, always need notepads when you listen to the podcast. Um, 
I appreciate that very much. Um, I'm definitely going to drop all of your info into this. And I want to thank you so much for coming all the way to your computer to take them out and having a conversation <laughs> with me, letting the world know what a health coach is, why they need one, and why you need to go follow Sam Jenny Coaching. Thank you so much. You're the best. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Well, my friends, the time has come. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to the Be Your Own Health Hero podcast. Don't forget to tell all your super friends that they can find me on their favorite podcast platforms, on Instagram as BYO Health Hero, or you can email me at info at beyourownhealthhero.com. Please like, subscribe, and share. I'm your host, Joe Martinez, and until next time, I'm out.